This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing really good. How you doing? Good, because we're in person, which means we just saw a brand new movie. Yeah, we did, dude. <laughs> this was so good. Yeah, I did not expect to enjoy this anywhere near as much as I did. Megan is the perfect combination of so much of what I want in a movie. I legit love this. Quick, full spoilers, brand new movie, we don't do a spoiler-free section. It had, like, a crazy AI robot sci-fi killer. Yeah. Just epic cheese in all the right places you wanted it without being, like, a straight-up like horror comedy or anything. Like, right. just more ridiculousness, I should say. And I loved every second of it. Right before... Um... I, we went to go see it. I watched like a quick interview James Wan and Jason Bloom did about it. Saying about like, yeah, they wanted it to be like have the comedy parts of it, but not be a horror comedy. They're like, we wanted it to be almost more like a scream of, yeah, there are the funny parts, but it's still horrific when it needs to be. Yeah, like it's not what you would call it a horror comedy, but there's funny moments in it. It's not a Shaun of the Dead, but it's more of a, well, think of even Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That has some really funny parts in it. Yes. So, kind of. Look yeah. what your brother did to the door. Look what your brother did to the door! So, do you have any credits on this thing? Yes. Um, directed by Gerard Johnstone, who also did Housebound, which didn't Joe Bob just show that, like, last season, I believe? I think. Like, that's the poster. Yes, he like, did. Yeah, yeah, I saw it, yeah. I remember liking it okay. I thought it was decent. So when I saw that he directed this, I was like, okay, I'm interested. Produced by a bunch of people, notably James Wan, Jason Bloom, and Ryan Turek, who did, like, all the uh, new Halloween movies. Oh, okay. And he used to be on the Shockwaves podcast before that disbanded. Well, I would have liked that guy before this past October. But no, I still love Ryan Turek. He's a good Instagram follow. Because ah. you get, like, behind the scenes of, like, horror stuff and whatnot. Go on there and make him explain himself for ends to me. Yeah. Um, also written by James Wan and Akella Cooper, who she um, wrote Malignant. Perfect. Great yes. track record on both of it, non-sarcastically. I love both these movies. I got a lot of Malignant vibes in this movie. Oh, 100%. And it's not like it was just like, oh, of course, like that's what they do kind of thing. It was fit in there well, but you still got that feeling of it, which anytime I do, I love. Yeah. So... I guess we'll get into this thing while yeah. it's still kind of fresh in our minds. Like we said, we just saw this. I don't take a notebook into the theater because I'm not an idiot. Right. And so some details with the beat for beat will be off. Sorry about that in advance. By the way, I had no issues with this being PG-13 in the slightest. No. But I learned why I love my R-rated horror. Because we sat <laughs> in front of an entire row of 12 to 14-year-old girls. If you're a 12 to 14-year-old girl listening to us, no offense, we love you. But these ones, yeah. we did not. No, and even there was one that was, like, yelling at them, which well, was she, hilarious. She was in our row, yeah. yelling back at them. But um, one thing, I, that was, at first it was a little funny, and then it got super annoying. But then it got resolved, which was funny. They so kicked out ten seconds before the movie was over. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, I did love seeing the packed theater. Yeah, if our theater was any indication, this movie's going to make a lot of money. By the oh, time yeah. this comes out, we'll probably already know. 
Well, because I live like five minutes away from the theater. I'm always like, we can leave 15 minutes after the showtime. And with credits and all the commercial commercials and shit, you can make it in time. We got there. It was completely packed. I was like, oh, fuck. We should have almost maybe left earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Trailers were great. Not to harp oh, on We had Evil Dead Rise. We had Renfield. Renfield. They were the regular trailers, though. The they screen. were not the uh, Red Band. No. That's the first time I'd seen the Scream trailer. I'm excited. Yes. All right. But into Megan. So it starts out to where I didn't think it started yet because it was a commercial, not a trailer, like a toy commercial. But we find that our main character, Gemma, works like in making toys, like modern robotic style toys and everything. Back in the day when we were young, it would have been the Furby was the height of the technological toy. Yeah. Or Tickle Me Elmo, but what it's advanced to today. I forget where it's like, I forget where I heard the story, but it was like someone's grandmother like was scared of it and took the batteries out and threw it in the back of the closet and it was still making noise and she was like terrified That's of it. That's just a plot to child's play. <laughs> but... And then we cut to this family driving with Katie, our other main character in the back. She's a little girl. She's playing with one of the toys because she she got it because her aunt works at the place that makes them. Well, it's fun. it's like a it's a toy that's hooked up to your tablet, and you feed it, and it poops. That's all it does. Which it kept making fart noises, which of course made me laugh. Dude, toys today are like that though. Like yeah. when I buy it for my nephew, no, I mean like the tablet thing. Oh, you know really? I mean? You have to download an app for everything. Like some things don't even come with remote controls. Like you download the app to do it. And it's annoying. That's weird. Yeah, I'm, I didn't know that. Usually, last big thing I knew is like, holy shit, this came with batteries. Yes. <laughs> but it's snowing. Is it snowing or raining? It's snowing. They're, oh yeah, because they're, they're on a ski trip. trip. Yeah, which it's like heavy blizzard. Um. She's back in the backseat playing with the toy. Mom and dad are arguing. His dad's like, well, I thought our car had four-wheel drive. It looks like it did. It's like, well, why'd you tell the ranger it did? And blah, blah, blah. You can't see. They stop in middle of the road, which is the dumbest thing. They but do say, hey, you can't stop here, but they don't know where the road is, really. It's also wouldn't have really made a difference with the plow coming at them. Because it's great because, uh, oh, fuck, what is it? Katie drops her toy and like unbuckles to like go get it and the mom unbuckles to put her back in and it's like this great view of like mom and dad and you see the big window it's like oh something's coming at us yeah it reminded me of those old hostess commercials with the little like like raccoon in the road going like this think it's <laughs> yeah. a twinkie but it was a snowplow yeah yeah the snowplow hits the car both the parents die yeah katie survives for like what the next 10 15 minutes of the movie she has all these like they're not scars, but like scrapes, and scrapes bruises. and bruises all over her face to where like usually when that happens, it'll be like, okay, we show it. And then the next scene we cut and it's gone. It's like a few different cuts. And they're still like, no, she's still kind of fucked up. Yeah, it did pay a lot of attention to detail. Like they showed like the healing process yeah. and everything like that. Then we cut to Gemma, who's Katie's aunt, her mom's sister. She's at work and has been working on this super robotic, like prototype that will be Megan. Yeah, Allison Williams, who was in Get Out. Oh, yeah, she was in Get yeah. Out. But she's working on Megan, and her boss comes down and yells at her because they want a follow-up to the, what was it called? Oh, it's, I forget, it's some, like, Permanent pet name. or something oh, like, like that. Oh, like Permapet, that's it. Because it's even a weird name. And then because he shows them, like, a commercial that's, like, their competition, they're like, yeah, it's a cheap knockoff. He's like, exactly, it's a cheap knockoff. This is $50, ours is $100, like... I asked you to work on a cheaper model when you've been blowing all of our time and money on this 
other prototype. That's going to cost way more and they're trying to get prices down. Well, they mentioned later it was like $100,000. $10,000. Okay, they have already sunk into this. <laughs> yes. She goes home because she's she finds out she's going to be taking care of Katie now. Right. It is kind of funny because Katie comes home with Gemma and like kind of looks around a little bit and sees a wall of toys. And, you know, Katie's a little kid, so she immediately walks up as like, okay, a toy. And Gemma's like, oh, like, no, this is actually a collectible. Like, it reminded me of, like, myself, like, when my little cousins would come over, like, or something. And be like, no, no, you just look at this. You don't play with it. <laughs> you leave it in the box. Yeah. As I look at my Halloween 3 season of The Witch that's still in the box after, like, two years. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, things aren't going well. Like, she's not equipped to have a kid. Like, nothing against, but, like... She doesn't have kids. She's right. not married or anything. She just, uh, I might have some toys somewhere. Katie's bored. The therapist comes over for the first time oh. and is trying to play with them, get them going. She not makes her, but pretty much forces her to open up one of her collectible toys to play with Katie. Oh, because I know, and every time one of these kind of therapists shows up in a movie, that you always hate them, but you know that's their job is to like, they're make doing the sure right thing. Yeah. They're doing okay, but like, she's so like, Every time it's like, oh, what a bitch. Like, because she does, she um makes like, oh no, uh, Aunt Gemma won't let me play with those toys. And like the therapist like looks at Aunt Gemma <laughs> and Gemma's like, no, it's okay. You can open it. And she's so violently like stabs the box open. Like almost like, fuck you. This yeah. was $500. <laughs> but it's just a setup. Like she, there's going to be some big adjustments and everything. And it's also funny because they play with the toy and the therapist is like, okay, now roll it to Aunt Gemma. And Aunt Gemma's like, well, it does a lot more than just roll around. And the therapist gives her a look. It's like, okay, or we can play with it like it's a tennis ball. <laughs> <laughs> a few days later, Gemma's like, I have to finish this project. Uh, you go ahead and play on the iPad. I'll work on it. Time goes by way late. She's not done yet. Katie comes in, is talking to her, and shows her a drawing of furry things. And mm -hmm. Gemma shows her, look, that's what I'm working on, too. Then she sees this robot that Gemma made as a college project. And it's basically, I guess she's just very good at robotics yeah. and engineering and stuff like that. It's her profession. She shows her, like, it works and everything. She's like, wow, if I had a toy like this, that would be awesome. And light bulb in her head. She gets Megan and starts working on her for Katie. The college robot almost reminded me of the robot from Rogue One. Kind of. Oh, K2SO. Yeah, yes. by like the color kind of and how tall it is and stuff. It is cool. Because then even uh, they bond a little bit at this time. Like yeah. this is the first time they're actually getting along because Gemma's showing Katie how the robot works and whatnot. Yeah, and the way it works but because it will come up later is you put two gloves on and kind of control it. Yeah, it's almost like the power glove from like the uh, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, except it works. Yeah. <laughs> we cut to her working on Megan and she's doing everything right. She has her two, like, co-workers helping her out with it and everything. A little montage. <laughs> I'm setting it up, picking the wig color, all this kind of stuff. Montage! <laughs> you got to have a montage! <laughs> then she introduces Katie to Megan for the first time, and it goes over super well. Well, it's also funny because the big boss comes in, and he's got his big boss pants on. And it's almost like Vince McMahon walking every, and every time, like, okay, what do you got to show me? Like, he doesn't act like that, but it's almost what it reminds me of. And he's just like, I love the one guy who kind of looked like a younger Walt Flanagan to me. A little bit. A little bit. Like, as soon as I saw him, I almost nudged you and said that. I was like, save it. <laughs> um, but he's like, this wasn't my idea, so don't fire me. It's her. <laughs> yeah, but it goes over crazy well. They show 
they pair together. So now Megan is Katie's forever. Like she, her job is to protect her emotionally and physically and play with her and teach her things and all this kind of stuff. And they start playing and she draws her a picture and they think this goes over horribly because it shows her and there's nothing on it. And the boss is like, this is a failure. Megan knocks water on it on purpose as part of the whole reveal. Yeah. It has this watercolor, like, incredible portrait of Katie that she made. And it, boom, it's a hit. Boss loves it. Katie loves the doll. It's like, how quick can we put this to market? Is it cheaper than a Tesla? Okay, then fine. <laughs> I did love that line. And, like, Gemma looks over at the one other girl and she's just like, yeah, it's lower. <laughs> <laughs> Back home, Megan goes home with them. And they're bonding like crazy. She takes... And you can kind of take a theme on this. Like, LB boys talk about parents parenting through the iPad. Yeah. Just give the kid the iPad to shut them up and everything. But right. they're like, well, is this replacing parents? It kind of is a theme running through this movie. But you know what it also just reminded me of is, have you seen Cable Guy, right? No. You've never seen The Cable Guy with Jim no. Carrey? No. Okay, it's is a his movie. Is name Larry? What? Is his name Larry? I forget what his name is. It was a joke, Larry oh, the Cable Guy. I don't, I did it right over my head. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it was a movie from the 90s, and it's basically all about Jim Carrey's The Cable Guy, and he's obsessed with television because his mom would just set him in front of the TV, and that's who raised him, basically. Yeah. Oh, also, they make a big point here where, like, they do the, like, oh, it's like, oh, they imprinted on you, and you must make sure nothing ever happens to Katie. Under no circumstances may harm ever happen to Katie. Yeah, it's basically, <laughs> I will say this kind of reminded me of the Child's Play remake. Okay, A yeah, little bit, because I, I think that. that was one thing, like, nothing can hurt you, Andy, you know. Right. But, so, we also established this neighbor has a scary dog that like gets in the like jumps through this little hole in the fence and everything all the time it's like the worst neighbor like have you seen on tiktok those like horror neighbors oh, yeah. where like they throw garbage over the fence and shit is there's a hole in the fence the neighbor's like pressure washing the broken fence and all these chemicals are going all over the place and she's like oh i'm so sorry goes immediately back to doing the thing <laughs> yeah and so a few days later megan and katie are playing and Katie's firing these little, like, plunger-tipped arrows everywhere. She goes, I can't find my other one. Megan spots it, walks over to pick it up. <laughs> Dude, this had me dying. Megan reaches through. By the way, Megan's incredible, this robot. Like, yeah. this, like the military doesn't even have this technology. No. But she reaches through the fence and grabs the arrow, and a dog grabs Megan and starts pulling her through. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious right here. And then... Katie runs over, but Katie gets bit in the process and everything. It's a big ordeal. She has, like, Terminator vision. Yeah. They show, like, she, like, analyzes faces and, like, people's moods pop up on the side. But she checked Katie's body temperature. She's like, you need to get her antibiotic right now or something like that. It's also, like, the top ten moods of, like, and because every once in a while they switch places of which one is more. Yeah. Right before this, too, is, or right around this time, is, like, they're working on Megan a little bit, and something comes up about Katie's parents dying, and Megan, like, Googles her parents, like, obituary and learns all about death and stuff, and yeah. everyone's just like, holy shit, what's happening? It's basically Age of Ultron. Yeah, A little exactly. bit of that. But, yeah, so she now knows about death. There they're setting it up no so bad. On me. <laughs> they set it up so well, because... Like you said, remember, nothing can ever hurt Katie. Right. Of course, you know it's going to happen. And then she learns about death on her own and connects to the internet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Katie gets bitten by the dog. And, of course, like, there's uh, Gemma comes out and um, 
like saves the day. Yeah, that's when you were like, yeah, they have to get her inside because uh, Megan does the whole like blood pressure thing, and the neighbors like yelling at them like it's their problem. Like I told you to fix that hole in the fence. It's like you fix it or keep your dog in the yard because later uh when she's looking for the dog it's like it's not chained up so what did you expect when it runs away yeah police are called and police in horror movies are always the most useless things on the planet but they're like yeah we can't do anything because they said the dog was provoked which surprises me because i always thought the thing was like if a dog bites like especially a kid it's like immediate put down not always immediate put down but immediate taken away sent somewhere okay. else or something sometimes but it was so weird of how the cop was like what do you want me to do about it maybe the kid shouldn't have been around the dog it's like <laughs> i love because the cop sees megan inside they're trying to keep it hush hush too because yeah they, like not let it leak to any media or rival companies or anything i love everyone who sees megan thinks it's a person at first and then when they find out it's a doll like the it's always the adults too are the most impressed people in the world well at first they're like holy shit and there's like what is that oh my god that part later the lady sees her in the van is yeah. hilarious we'll get there but but Gemma is okay so this is think about if this was real this is like the number one technology thing probably of the year at least oh of the decade the way this thing is but yes they're just carrying it around not worrying about everyone has a cell phone is going to be taking pictures yeah, there's no like, armed guards protecting it no it, it that would never leave like the premises of the building like the corporate building or whatever you know no, but it was made out of work, so I think it technically is her creation she's selling oh. to them, because they even have that thing about she gets a raise or something like that. But then she's being so dumb having this thing all over the place. Oh, it's yeah. like if Elon was like driving around that truck thing, and is like trying to ex- expecting people not to see it, and like be like, what's that? Oh, the self-driving truck thing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, but that night, of course, after the whole dog incident... Katie's in bed and Megan wakes up from her little charging pad on her own and she goes out and she can imitate voices. I told her, like, is she the fucking predator? It like, was so fucking funny. But she imitates the dog's odorous voice. The dog's confused and goes over towards a little hole in the fence. Treat drops. Dog goes through the treat and you see the dog pulled off screen. Thankfully, I don't want to see it. I was okay with that amount if you're going to have that in your story. Right, exactly. And as soon as I saw the dog and I know what kind of movie this is, like, the robot's going to kill the dog. Yeah, that dog's a goner. Exactly. Uh, next morning, you see the lady out calling for the dog and everything. And um, the cops, like, show back up. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of a coincidence that uh, the dog disappeared, right? The day after that incident, right? And the neighbor's, like, at the edge of the driveway, like, she did it! I told you she... It's either that or the weird one that peeks out the window at 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> the, the doll. Yeah. And I love the... It's a doll. To the club. <laughs> <laughs> so this lady just looks crazy now. But that night, because that lady kind of threatened them there, Megan's not done yet. No. The lady's out searching for the dog, walking around, shaking the bowl and everything. I think this is at this part, but it will. About. But Megan, like, starts making dog noises, like, rustling sounds and everything. <laughs> the lady follows into the shed that's in her backyard. And holy shit, the reveal of Megan popping up here in the shadows. <laughs> the lady turns around and she power hoses her like with a pressure washer. Yeah. Sends her flying back, fires fucking nail guns into her oh hand. I know you love your nail guns. I, I shuddered immediately and like you turned and looked at me. I was like, oh, I know. I saw it. 
And this being PG-13, I was surprised the level, granted, it wasn't bloody. No. But that they held on this lady trying to pull her hand out from this nail and everything. Is it, it wasn't gory, but it was brutal. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And then she takes what I believe were like weed killers or some kind of paint or chemicals after the pressure washer and like douses her face in it and sprays her and kills her. Yeah, where it's um, some kind of chemical that's in the pressure washer. And, but this would have been a cool thing if there was like this super gory version of this. Because imagine a pressure washer kill. Oh, yeah. Just, I'm amazing. sure that's been done. Just peeling your skin back and everything. Yeah. So... The police show up again the next day. She's like, I told you I haven't seen the dog. And she's like, I got these mixed up. Now I'm realizing because of what they say to her. But anyway, that's one kill. The next one, they decide Katie is asked to go to school. So it takes her to this like alternative education place. Like yeah, kind of like, hippie kid school, I guess you could call it. It's like the classrooms are outdoors and the kids control the levels of the vibes. And like, because the first thing they show up and it's like oh who wants to collect acorns yes. like <laughs> so they show up and katie is freaking out that she doesn't want to leave megan and the lady who works at the school comes up to the van while this freak out's going on and she's like oh we have two new joining us and then like, megan oh. blinks and she goes what <laughs> oh jesus christ dude those moments <laughs> cracked me up every time those were happening in this movie well, it's so great because then, well, Gemma's just like, oh, no, like, she's a prototype. I shouldn't even have her out. I got to get back to the lab to do those top secret adjustments to her. And then it's like, oh, no, she, uh, the late, the hippie lady's like, well, she can put her on the toy table. And it's like, yeah, just no pictures of it, okay? Pinky promise. <laughs> so the toy table scene had me cracking up too yeah because we have our killer doll in the middle of all these like big teddy bears that are like, just sitting there she looks like pissed <laughs> by the way uh her name is jenna davis who plays megan it's hmm. not actually an animatronic or anything she does a great job oh yeah so at this camp they okay you guys like roasting chestnuts and we better find them and they pair katie up with this boy brandon who Katie's Aunt Gemma is there, like, talking to Brandon's mom. They're like, oh, he hit a growth spurt, but he's such so fun. He goes, how you doing? Or do you want something, honey? He's like, fuck off, Holly. And they, I'm so glad, because being PG-13, they're allowed one fuck, and they used it. That was a fun place to put it. Yes. And he's obviously a bully kid, because when the teacher's pairing him off in groups, she puts another boy with him, and he whispers to the teacher... And he puts Katie with her instead. So this boy's like, yeah, I'm not going with Brandon. Yeah, which great idea, teacher. Oh, the uh, boy doesn't want to be uh, partners with the giant kid. Send the tiny girl. On her first day. Yeah, perfect. But they're out searching for chestnuts and they find some. You know, they're spiky on the outside. I didn't everything. know that. Yeah, I used to have a chestnut tree in my old house growing up in our yard. They, they legit hurt if yeah. you step or like, grab them like that. And like, oh, I found one. And this boy just squeezes Katie's hand around it and everything, yeah. like, hurting her. And she's, like, screaming and whatnot. And he, like, doesn't he, like, throw her, like, not throw her, but, like, backs her up against a tree kind of thing yeah. or something? Yeah. But who do we see right in the background show up at this moment? Oh, because even this kid, like, you see Megan in the background, but it's almost, like, a little too far away to completely tell if it's a person or not. Because he's like, who's that? And then that's when Katie's like, oh, that's my doll. It, like, that's Megan. She a robot? He goes up to her, like, cool, make her do something. He's, like, smacking the face, like, snapping in front of yeah. it, trying to get to do stuff. He's like, it'll only listen to me. You're like, huh. 
He pushes her down and just kidnaps Megan. Yeah, just takes off with the doll. And th- at this point, Greg, <laughs> like, jokingly leans over to me and goes, he's going to fuck it. And then he starts, like, he throws it down. Takes and, like, off its shoe. T- takes off its shoe. <laughs> and, and then, like, gets on top of it. Like, not in that way, but, like, sits on it. But it's at first, it's like, I was joking. <laughs> like, Holy shit, I was joking. No. But, no, he starts slapping. If I say it or her, it's a doll. Yeah. But, like, he starts slapping Megan. Come on, do something. And Megan grabs what grabs his like hand to stop. Like, yeah. you need to learn some manners. Do you know what happens to boys who don't have manners? They grow up to be bad men. Grabs his head and starts pulling oh. on his ear from the top. And they, you know what? They take their time stretching it. Because at first I'm like, either she's stretching his ear. I mean, you know she's pulling on it. Yeah. She's either like stretching it or he has really big ears. Yeah. They cut back to Megan's face. They cut back again and it's super stretched. Uh-huh. Like, oh no, she stretched his ear, rips it off. It's stretched to the point of like you can almost see through it. He looks like, like an elf. Have you seen UHF with Weird Al? I'm not sure. Oh, they do this gag in it where like the ant comes over and pitches his cheek, but it stretches oh, yeah, like I've way out. It's like that, but this is like not in a cartoony way. <laughs> no, and it rips off. He gets up and she's, Megan stands up and goes, This is the part where you run. And he takes off. Oh. And dude, this detail is so unnecessary, but I loved it so much because he's obviously running away. We know she's going to chase him. Yeah. So I expect because she walks and acts just like a human. She's going to run after him. We right. haven't even seen her run earlier, like playing with Katie. Yeah. She gets on her hands and knees uh. and starts chasing after him. Like some creepy woods cryptid running after him. It's so, but they did it because it's freaky as fuck looking. Because as soon as they did it, it was, it made my like skin crawl. I was just like, ugh, like it's just freaky looking. It was great. I loved it. I was almost cheering at this part. It's like almost the spider walk in The Exorcist. It just doesn't look right. Yeah. He runs, she stands up, looks at him. He trips on a branch and falls out onto the road oh. right as a truck's coming. And they fucking gauge him from Pet Cemetery. Yeah. No! <laughs> Gets killed with the truck right there. That night... Well, to the point, his sh- like, you see the blood splatter a little bit, and his shoe's there. Just they like even Pet do Cemetery. the shoe! That night, Katie's asking Megan, did you push him in front of that truck? And Megan gets very, like... I learned something. We both learned something today. There will always be bad people out there who want to do harm. It's my job to protect you or something like But here's the thing. She didn't push him in front of that truck. No. He tripped. Yeah. She could have just said, no, I promise. Yeah. And she wouldn't have lied. Technically, you're right. I just chased the boy. <laughs> yes. I did get our scenes mixed up a little bit because that night after Katie goes to sleep is where the neighbor kill happens. Right. Like That's I said, we're fresh out of the movie. So later, because the police question Gemma again, and she's like, I don't have the dog. Ask her yourself. Like, well, that might be hard to do. And you see the body being wheeled out. Well, it's a great little scene thing because the cop, like, opens the door a little bit more. Perfect timing to the body bags going in the ambulance. (laughs) Yeah, and the one detective's questioning her, like, you were at the incident with the boy who died yesterday, and then this today. Isn't that funny? Are you saying they're connected? Because the boy just tripped. He goes, yeah, we thought it was an accident, but we found his ear ripped clean off. Holy shit. He laughs. He goes, oh, I shouldn't laugh at that. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, we thought so too until we found the ear 30 yards away. Yeah, so that's when she looks back and sees Megan staring out the window. She goes inside and starts running some tests. Right. I guess, like, video footage is uploaded to the cloud and you can watch what your Megan doll sees. Which makes sense. Yeah. 
I mean, they did a whole Black Mirror episode about that type of thing. But she's going through, and she sees where she first sees Brandon, the boy she killed. And then she goes to what would have been the killing next, but it says, cannot play file, file corrupted, and stuff like that. She also, like, tries to get, like, okay, now let me log on to the GPS and see exactly where she was at. That's also corrupted. Well, I think this is another jump scare, because doesn't she shut the laptop and Megan's, like, right there? Yeah, because she hears her, like home like siri or whatever that would be like yeah what are those what are those things called like the google homes and the what's well, like alexa yeah that's what i meant not siri but yeah like her version of that she hears it talking to her but asking weird questions she shuts her laptop and it's megan because she can imitate voices standing right there yeah because like as soon as because uh, it is important i think that Gemma's house is like a smart house yeah everything's wired up to itself it's a like, turn on living room light and it can happen kind of thing and it plays into it later but as soon as Megan came in the door, like, early in the movie, it's like she just immediately linked to everything. Yeah, and she can. She walks past things. She can turn off. Because in a normal scenario, that'd be cool to have that attached like that. Right. Makes sense. But she's like, did I do something wrong? No. Why do you ask that? Are you looking into me? And so, like, she's questioning her. And she's like, no, nothing's wrong. She's like, then why is your, all the blood is rushed from your face into other parts of your body? Your heart rate has this. this. You can't lie to this thing because it can right. monitor every little thing about you. It's almost like, um, because later they play with it too, of, not Return of the Jedi. What's the bad one with Ryan Johnson? Where it's like, Last I, Jedi. I can see, Last Jedi, I can see you pointing your lightsaber at the person you hate the most. Because later when uh, Katie comes in and almost has that same kind of moment, because you see her like, things start to change of like, at first she's panic and anxiety. And then starts like trust, like, and whatnot. Yeah. So that reminded me of that part. <laughs> but she asked her, she's like, did you hurt those people? Like, what difference would it make if I did? But if that would happen, that would be very bad for both of us. Because think, she made this thing and it killed them. Yeah. And she's like, uh, Megan, shut down. I thought we were having a conversation. She has to manually shut her down. She does a strict, hey, look at this pen. <laughs> she looks and then reaches over. I guess there's a like safety switch on the neck or something. She shuts her down. Yeah. And then she wraps her up looking like the girl from Black Christmas in bubble wrap and duct tape. Oh, it's takes so her back to the lab. funny. Because it's also like a quick, like, quick cuts of, like, bubble wrap, duct tape, like, wrap up. And then because um, Gemma and Katie are on the way to the lab, right? And, yeah. like, Katie's going insane kind of thing. You're yeah, she going kid from Babadook, like, okay. in the back of the car freaking out and everything. Why can't you be normal? Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> She's kicking her and freaking out and everything. Because why are you doing that to Megan? You're acting like she's a thing. She, she is a thing. I created her. Yeah, because she's in the trunk. And then I th- they get to the lab. And at one point, they're like all talking and stuff. And then it just cuts to Megan on the couch, just wrapped up, <laughs> looking like a dead body, like wrapped up in bubble wrap. This is also the day of the big presentation. We skipped one of the like tests. Like we talked the one. They showed oh. it in front of that guy's boss. And it went well. And like. It was really sad, actually, like because she was talking, yeah. crying about how she missed her parents. And she goes, I don't want to forget these things. And then Megan played back a recording, like, any memories you want, I can keep here. And then, like, played back the recording so she would never forget that. And then she started singing Titanium. Yeah. Which, dude, the little, like, her singing moments are kind of hilarious, too. Oh, they're, because it's, like, the most, like, it's so sad about her talking about, like, how her parents just died. Cause this whole presentation is about like, Hey, cause Megan walks in and is like, hi, would you like to make some construction paper flowers? And Katie just starts immediately like bawling. And like all the CEOs are like, hur, 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 
I better get back to my cigar. Like, I don't have time for kids crying. And at the very end, they even make the CEOs cry. That's how touching they get to be. Yeah. But anyway, that was the last meeting. And this is the big public presentation. They've already set out their media things. The news is talking about it. It's going to be a live stream and everything. Yeah. But now Gemma's freaking out because she's like, it murdered people. And like, yeah. the other two assistants don't really believe her that much. Like, okay, sure, whatever you say. And But no, they start working on her. They're going through code and everything, trying to find out what could have happened. Yeah, and it's just another point where, like, they're going through everything. And then, because um, the one assistant's phone was, like, sitting right in front of Megan. Because at this point, they put her up like she's Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and That's where they decide they're leaving anyway. Like, they kind of have, like, a touching mo- moment, Gemma and Katie. And they yeah. decide Katie's not doing this presentation. They're leaving. Right. So it's just the assistants in there with, like, the strung-up Megan. Yeah. And they, the one assistant puts the phone right in front of Megan, and Megan, like, pairs to it and makes a phone call with the voice changer. To where? To Gemma. To Gemma, okay. Because Gemma says, I'm not doing it. She says, yep, that's the right move. I agree, too. You just go home, but it's actually Megan talking. Right. And that's where they're going through the code, and the assistant's like, wait a minute, go back one. Right there, that's my phone number. And then, like, everything goes dead for, like, a second. The guy goes up and starts, like, unplugging all the things on Megan, unplugs the last one, and she takes, like, the string she's hung up with, ties it around the dude's throat, pulls the other end, he's being hung into the air, and then punctures, like, some flammable gas and leaves. The other lady cuts him down, and then the explosion happens. Both of them do survive, but still. Right, I was about to ask you that to make sure that you saw it, too, for Count of the Dead later, because I saw the explosion happen, but it almost seems like a distraction thing. That's exactly what it was. Because they're on the corner, fine. Yeah. And then, like, the fire alarm starts going off. I love Megan walks just past the fire alarm and just disarms. It's just, it's, system's normal. It's fine. This is also hilarious. Like, this is the lead up, right, to the scene that you've seen in the trailer, most likely. The dance in the hallway. Dude, how did that scene, as many times I've seen in all the marketing, still get me so well during this movie? Yeah. Because it's a little extended. Man, it was great. It still held up because the um CEO, like, rounds the corner and Megan's... he's just calling Gemma he's like where is my doll like for the presentation yeah like it would be nice if you picked up sometime today we're only sitting on like the biggest uh breakthrough of the year and then he rounds the corner Megan's standing there and she starts doing her dance at this point the entire theater erupted in laughter That's it was so great, great. she does the little thing and grabs the paper slices, <sighs> like, which I know you've always told me you wanted to be used in a horror movie yes because ever since I was in elementary school, I remember seeing that, like, in your classroom. Oh, because I loved Friday the 13th, being like, that would be a really good weapon in a horror movie. They finally did it, where she, and it looks kind of like a machete when she's walking around with it. But it's so great, because the CEO's, like, running around, but he's doing that, like, kind of bumble run, where he's like, whoa! Probably because you'd be scared shitless. Like, your body would be like, what the fuck? We forget but what we do. Megan's just doing, like, a power walk. Just, was, like... I was dying, dude. It was so great, because he runs up to the elevator, and the one other guy is, like, just open the elevator door. He's like, shut it! Shut no, it! Hold the door! But he's already shut yeah. it out. <laughs> and then he gets, like, stabbed through the chest. Yeah, he is stabbed through the chest and falls in the elevator. And Megan comes in and is going to frame the other guy for doing it. And like, he just went crazy. He couldn't take the pressures of work anymore. And she puts his hand around the paper cutter thing, makes it look like he stabbed the boss and slashes his own throat after and kills yeah. them. Which there was a scene earlier where he was like, this guy that just got killed was like being all like 
sneaky and whatnot. And he's like downloading the secret files and whatnot. And side note, I think that sets up sequel. Oh, without if it does well, well, he has a copy of Megan downloaded somewhere. There's a copy of Megan. Also, something happens at the very end. I don't know if you called it. Then the elevator opens up in front of the presentation. They see the two dead bodies of Megan. Everyone screams and runs. Megan just walks out to this, I don't know, is it a Ferrari? Some kind of Lamborghini. One well, of those super expensive cars. Yeah, a big fancy car. Like a $100,000 CEO car. It was just funny seeing her get in. Yeah. This, the whole place scream. And the music was great at this moment. She just gets in and takes off in it. it was... Well, this is at one point because they're setting up for this. This is the big reveal. And you think of, like, anytime Apple does anything, it's like this giant stage, and there's a million people in there. It's like, look, we moved the button to the left, and everyone claps. Um, they're there's doing... no more headphone jack. Yeah, the fuckers. I fucking still hate that. He's like, well, where is everyone? This looks like it's, uh, was it a um, waiting room for a DMV or something? Because it's just, like, generic chairs just, like, lined and not up. not too many people. And he's like, well, the one lady is like i thought you said it was like an online launch he's like yes but we need to make this look huge we need many more people and greg was like they're setting up for a massacre like in malignant dude i, I was like i wanted to see some carry level shit when that elevator opened yeah kind of disappointed we didn't get it but okay but it was also kind of funny where like you do get the big thing where she walks out the one lady sees the body she screams everyone goes into a panic and Megan's just like nonchalantly walks out and gets in a car and <laughs> drives away. She gets back to the house and Katie's in bed. Well, like in a different room, finds Gemma and starts talking to her. And she's like, I'm going to take Katie pretty much. But they start fighting and then Katie rounds the corner and they were like, I thought I heard Megan. Yeah, I'm just working on her. I didn't want you to see her like this. And Megan's like, I would really prefer if you didn't see me like this. I'm all in pieces right now. I'll be better soon. But they're fighting, but they're both <laughs> trying to keep Katie out of it. So this, <laughs> this, this has to funny. be on purpose. They start fighting and stop. And like, no, everything's fine, Katie. It just keeps going. Eventually, the fight ends up in the lab and everything. And it's going to turn ugly. And this is where Katie sees and the fight really kicks off here. Yeah. Because like, oh no, now she's seen it. Because Megan was like, if Katie sees this, I'm going to rip your head off your body. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. The fight's going on. Like, Megan plans to take Katie for herself and everything. And she's going to kill Gemma at this point. But Gemma starts fighting back, grabs, like, a hedge clipper thing. And, like, saws the wig off. And yeah. then saws into the forehead. And you see, like, the metal exposed underface. It reminds me of the end of Child Play. It's kind of a ripoff, yeah. but I love it. Yeah, because, well, they do it in a different way, though, too, of, like, not the whole face is off. Like, it is cool that it's, like, a slash kind of thing. Yeah, it's like the hockey mask slash. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, the forehead slashed out, and she has, like, Ben Franklin hair because yeah. it took the top of the wig off. <laughs> <laughs> the fight's still going on, and she's about to kill Gemma, but then Katie comes in, and, like, Megan's talking to her, trying to get her on her side, and it looks like she believes her and everything. Yeah. But she has the gloves for the original robot and starts beating down Megan with this thing. I love oh, she picks, yeah. it up, picks her up and swigging <laughs> her down. This reminds me of, like, Aliens or anything with, like, oh. a big Jaeger versus Kaiju thing or anything like that. I could see that Ripley in that yellow, like, mech thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just beating Megan down and rips her in half at one point. Yay, the day is saved, well, right? as soon as they just ripped her in half, it's, like, almost zombie rules. Yeah. Like, you gotta take the brain out. Because they throw the one half to the side and drop the legs and, like, 
Katie and Gemma embrace, and oh my god, I can't believe everything's fine. It's the Jason jumping out of the water moment, because here comes, like, the top half of Megan back. She comes out and grabs Gemma by the throat, squeezing her, like, it shut. She pulls Megan's, like, latex face off yeah. to expose the underface, and she's trying to rip the pieces apart, but it's too late. But she's gonna die. But Katie grabs a screwdriver and knife and stabs into what was explained. This is basically the brain part of Megan putting her down for good. Fair, and I love it when movies set up something like that that's not so dumb or so like. Yeah, I enjoyed how they handled that. Real quick too, I want to mention because when Gemma and Megan were fighting. Uh, Gemma at one point takes a glass of water and smashes it on yeah. Megan's face and she starts doing these like she shuts down for oh, half a second how could and I miss this? starts yeah. doing the herky-jerky like moments where it almost reminds you of Gabriel from Malignant a little bit. That's when the fight makes it into the lab because she runs over yes. there. And when she's chasing her she's doing like the neck cracky like weird. Yeah. I used to hate that but when it's done well it's really effective and fun. Yeah I hate it like I'm tr- like um, the new it movie not chapter one not chapter two when pennywise is in the basement in the water he's like i yeah. hate that that's stupid as shit i laugh at it every time yeah, this was good of, like haunting movies and stuff they yeah. use that kind of thing this was really fun though the way they did that here I, I don't remember is there much of an ending after that Gemma and katie go outside the cops are coming yeah they get i think kind of taken away right and then i believe this is kind of the end because like you just see the living room and then that Alexa thing just turns on. Oh, okay. so my thinking of that is like Megan's brain is in that now. Yeah. She's also in that she can transfer herself. She's in the internet now, Brett. Yeah. The only way to stop her is to kill the entire internet. It's exactly Ultron. Yeah, man. What a great movie. What a fun yeah. kickoff to 2023's new horror. Holy, and there's so much coming out this year. We've like me and Greg have talked about it so much already in January where we've gotten up to. And this is just like, such a great kickoff. Like last year we kicked it off with Scream, yeah. right? Which was a great way to kick it off. This is another one of like, bravo. I did not expect to love this movie as much as I did. No, this movie is fantastic. I highly recommend everyone watch this. Yeah, definitely go and see it. And if you can, see it in theaters because it is fun in a crowd. It is a fun theater watch. Man, I, I want to buy a Megan Funko yeah. Pop that, that exists. I don't even really collect those. I'll buy a shirt. This movie, I want a thousand of them. Give me like Megan Megan 3, which will be weird to spell out. M3gan 3. Yeah. I know James Wan, like, and who knows, because this is just an internet thing. Not long ago, it was he was talking about wanting to redo Chopping Mall. Yeah. It would be great, like a Megan versus Killbots thing. We got to get Megan versus Gabriel eventually. Let's that be would be great. All right. Uh, you all through the plot and everything? You ready to get into the end of episode stuff? Yeah, let's do the count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. The Rock with Horror Count of the Dead's where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you think we got with Megan? If I counted right, there's six. Well done, my friend. Nice. I'm going to take a little credit away from you because you probably saw my fingers at some points well, in the movie. At one point towards the end of the movie, I did glance down at Greg's lap. Looking at his hands. <laughs> yes, we had six. Very nice. Well, that's great. Scout of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. <sighs> so basically, I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie one through ten, one being the worst and ten being the best. I come up with that thing right now. So I'm going to do 
technology you would want AI put in. Okay. Where like Megan's a doll that got like artificial intelligence put in her, made her way better yeah. in ways. Minus um, the killings. Minus the killings. So a number one version of technology you're not going to want AI put in the worst version. It's just like constantly weighs you somehow. It's like the house like detects like the atmosphere around you or something and constantly just updates you as soon as you gain weight. So a smart scale that can weigh you anywhere in your house. It's like, you're fat today. It's just like from Thanksgiving to after Christmas, it just screams constantly. Stop it! You're going you? to die! <laughs> okay. Um, this is just me personally. I'm going to go like a smart VCR. Just of, a VCR? Yeah, but no, I want to be able to just sit there and be like, now, you know, rewind the tape. and then Some VCRs would automatically at the end just rewind it. Yeah, but you or you could be sitting here and oh I got a text. I don't want to have to stand up and hit stop and read the text. You can just go VCR stop. But and this is a remote control, is what you're describing. I to don't me. I don't have a remote for my VCR. <laughs> I have to get up to go do it. And it's just like a and may like Megan talks and it's like your best friend. Like I could talk about movies with it all day. So you want a Megan, but it's like a Teddy Ruxpin Megan, like where you can put a tape in her and she'll play a movie. Though, yeah, there you go. Okay, that's your smart piece. <laughs> sure, I'm gonna honest. I didn't expect to give it this high. I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. I loved it. I was expecting going like if it gets a six, it's gonna be lucky. Because another thing about this movie, it was so overly hyped to the lead up that made me worried. I was like, they're trying to sell this. They're trying movie. to get everyone there that first weekend, because after word of mouth gets out, no one's going to go, one of those deals. Yeah, because I thought about Malignant. No one talked about that before it came out, and then it came out, and everyone loved it. So at eight, I, how you said you didn't, you feel weird rating it this high? I feel weird rating it this high. I went nine things I put AI in out of ten. I did not expect to be given this. No. And look, I know this is a trashy, like, yeah. cheesy movie. Dude, that's that's our favorite stuff. I'm so happy that it's that way. I loved Megan. I hope we get 50 of them. Yeah. Dude, yeah. James Wan, keep doing what you're doing now. Look, I, I like Saw. <laughs> right. I'm not big on your haunting stuff, no. no offense. But what you've been doing lately, you are on the road to being my favorite horror director. You keep this direction <laughs> up. Well, it's great. Uh, that interview that I watched with Jason Bloom and James Wan, Jason was like, Stop doing those side projects, your Aquamans and whatnot, like these like huge budget ones. Do malignant. <laughs> yeah, that's that's if he keeps doing this stuff, I love it. But I hope the uh writing duo of Juan and Cooper like stay together. Oh yeah, they're doing some magic. At least in my <laughs> eyes. Yes. But yeah, that's all I got on Megan. What a fun time. Oh, and a great kickoff to a brand new movie in twenty twenty three, our first theater experience. Which, coming up in April, we're going to have fucking two. Dude, we, we get Scream in March, and we have um, Renfield and Evil Dead Rise in April. Back-to-back -back weeks. We're going to have a busy year. I'm looking forward to it. So am I. Well, we hope that Megan has left your brain throbbing with horror. Do you like throbbing with horror? Their early shows were a little too avant-garde for me, but I hear if you follow them on the social media, they do terrific work. You should probably rate them five stars wherever you're listening to them. It makes our show a cut above the rest. Make sure you tune in next week. Wouldn't want to miss another episode, right? <laughs> hey, Paul!